G'day. How are we going? We'll do, I'll say welcome to, and you say in and under, all right? All right, okay. <coughs> welcome to... In and under. Nah, cut that. Cut that, that was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good, man. Um, yeah, welcome, everyone. Uh, episode seven. <laughs> far out. She's flying by, isn't she, Alex? I didn't think we'd make it this far, mate, so congrats. I wouldn't say we have made it. <laughs> I'd say we just got this far. Um, yeah, no, nah, congrats. Good stuff. It's been a lot of fun, mate. Um, shall we crack on? Yeah, get into it, mate. Another big week of uh, Hit That Stink. NBA. NBA. <laughs> I'm going to try and match that with it. <laughs> All right, mate, NBA, um, kick us off. You're our resident in-season tournament expert, so go ahead, talk us through it. Well, that is that is going to be our focal point until the in-season tournament is done. I think we, we keep our focus on that, and uh, I'm definitely, I'm well into it now, and I'm I'm a fan. I was a bit sceptical start of the year, but I'm liking it. It's It's got a good buzz about it. Um, I know you were a fan coming into it, so I'm assuming you've only grown in your thoughts about it. Absolutely, mate. I'm I'm loving it, and I'm loving it. Especially the Nets are doing strong, doing well in the in-season tournament. Well, but leave that know. to me, mate. Exactly. Leave that to me, brother. <laughs> um, so we've got Group A, Indiana top on 4-0, and so they didn't lose a game, Fuck. quality stuff. Um, still couple teams to play in that one. Detroit are out. I think we said that last week. Wait, can you group. just can you just clarify how many games do they play in the group stages? So there's five teams and they play each other once. Oh, okay. so, so four games. So done. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so paces are through in that one. And it's again the top team of each group and then a wild card from each conference who has finished second in their group and has the best record, including points differential, which is just more points than you've conceded, sort of thing. Right, right. So Detroit are out. Uh, group B, Milwaukee are top on three and zero. Uh, so I think they'll probably go through. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, Washington are out of that one. Charlotte looking like they're going to be out as well. Orlando top of Group C, which is grouped with Boston Knicks, uh, Boston Nets, Raptors, and Chicago. Raptors and Chicago are out. Fucking hell, that's a good group, isn't it? That's a stack group. Uh, you wouldn't think so with like you wouldn't have thought Magic probably would have done as well as they have. No. So they've been a bit of a shock. Um, still all to play for in that because um, Chicago play Boston and Toronto play Brooklyn. So yeah, some records on the line. Um, Lakers Group A in West, they are top. They've qualified. Utah, Portland, and Memphis out. Phoenix second, so they could go through. They got decent points differential, plus 34. Who are they in contention with to stay in? It's hard because you go into wild cards. They're top of the wild cards currently. Houston is like second of the wild cards. Yeah, so, right. And how, yeah. Many, but, how many wild cards go through to the next stage? It, well, if you were listening before, mate, I said one from each conference. So, um, oh, from each conference. Be, cool, cool. Yeah. Just don't want to be repeating myself. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. If, if you can listen, that'd be <laughs> ideal for the podcast. Um, what else we got? We got. Did I do pals? No, nah. pals are top of Group B in the West. Yeah, right. 
Um, three and one. Houston yet to play though. Denver out. Bit of a wow. shock. Wow. Yeah, that is a shock. And Dallas and Clippers. That was a stacked group. Wow. Pels, Houston, Denver, Dallas, and Clippers. Um, group C, Kings top with three and zero. Oh. They look like they'll go through. Um, Minnesota, Golden State, OKC out with Spurs in that one. Yeah, that's uh, surprising with OKC, despite how good they've been doing in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, them. I mean, Spurs 0-4, not a big surprise, but OKC have been, yeah, killing it in the West. So, hmm. yeah, disappointing for them. But I'd say they can now focus on the regular season, but the record like is affected by it anyway. So it's not like they, I don't know, they'd be playing these games and get goes to their record regardless. So it's not like you can now just focus on normal games. Aren't they like 11-5? and Something like in the, ridiculous in the like their their season record. Uh, I can have a quick look and tell you they're second in the West, eleven and five. Yeah, yeah, far out. So they must have three of those losses would have been in season tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Um, yeah, dodgy for them. Um, but yeah, that's got sort of recap quick. That's it. Um, and yeah, you've got. Phoenix top of the wild card, so they might go through, and Knicks top of the East wild card at the moment. Yeah, right. So, so Nets still a still, bit to do still actually. To play for. Yeah, there's. I think there's games Wednesday our time. Yeah. So that'll be. I'm assuming that's the final for you games. So next week we'll have all the news to tell you who's gone through. Beautiful. Well done, mate. Excellent. No worries. Nice no and worries, insightful brother. as always. All right, let's uh, we'll crack into the NBA regular season stuff. Um, any any sort of shocks with teams at the moment? Any anything that's caught your eye, mate? Um, there was one thing I think you may have seen it as well because um, I've put it in the notes and you've put had this in my notes. I don't yes. know if you're just taking my good content, <laughs> my investigative journalism um, and using it against me. But yeah, Popovich, so Spurs played Clippers. Greg Popovich is the coach of Spurs, has been for a while. And is like uh, one of the greatest coaches to ever coach the game, right? Yeah, yeah. He's legend of the game, isn't he, Popovich? Probably the most decorated coach of the modern era, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Um, and he, so what was happening was the Spurs fans, as Kawhi Leonard, who plays for Clippers, used to play for Spurs yep. a few years ago um, before he went to Raptors. Um, so, And it's weird because I don't think there's loads of bad blood in the NBA, but I guess it kind of comes into it. It's not as much like in football you see lots of that fans yeah. getting at people and players and stuff. Um but less allegiance in the NBA, as we've sort of talked about before. But fans were booing Kawhi, I think, when he was at the free throw line. Yeah. And Popovich went over to the the mic that the refs use <laughs> and basically was like, stop booing him. Like, why are you booing him? We don't do that here. Like, we're, that's not a good look, look for us. Um. And Kawhi, with eight points tonight, three of five from the floor, it is only three. Excuse me for a second. Pops on the mic. Can we stop all the booing and let these guys play? It's our own class. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Pop telling the fans to lay off Kawhi Leonard. But that's not San Antonio. Well, I don't believe I've ever seen that. I thought that was really cool. I I mean, he'd get away with it because he's him. Yeah. But, yeah, great to see um, just sticking up for the players and being like, hey, 
what's the crack here? Like, he's one of our own. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it was just so unprecedented. Like, I've never seen that ever before in any professional sport. Like, no. for him to have the big basketballs that he does to go up and just do that with a mic. And like you said, it's Greg Popovich. I think he was aware that he could get away with it. But how good of him to use his influence to do something like that. Like That was great, wasn't it? It mm. was good to see. I, like you say, I don't know how many other coaches would get away with it. I don't know if as well respected as him. But yeah, he sort of shushed him. And I didn't see much of the rest of the game, but I don't think they were doing it. Definitely not as loudly as prior. So, yeah, good on him sticking up for his former player. Because, um, yeah, NBA is such a business. Like, it's not like... I, I'd assume Kawhi, like, was sort of ambivalent about staying or leaving. Yeah. A lot of times they go where the money is or where they think they're going to win a championship. Like, it's it's just not like AFL or football where it's sort of a bit more like is on the line with your allegiance, yeah. is there? No, I, I agree. It. It seems a bit strange, though, that there is bad blood, and like you've touched on in NBA in general, but in particular with Spurs and Kawhi, seeing that he like he left about five years ago now, I think, or six years ago. Like it's been a long yeah. time, and he's gone to another team before ending up at the Clippers as well. So yeah, it's, it seems like it should have been water under the bridge by now, but I don't know. It was yeah, the fans were clearly very vocal. I didn't see if there was an incident. Maybe there was something that we missed. Um Yeah, I don't know. But if it's just the moving on from Spurs, it does seem like a weird thing from the the fans, but that was something that you and I both noticed that stood out. Um Absolutely. And at, if you're listening, Greg, fucking awesome, mate. On your Greg. It's not the strongest name, is it? Greg. Popovich. Greg. Nah, good on him. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Anything you've noticed, mate, from this week's play? Yeah, mate. One one little nitpicky <laughs> thing. Um, what's the crack with technical fouls for players hanging on the rim? Yeah, I have seen a little bit of this. They do seem quite hot on the technicals in general, um, but the hanging on the rim seems weird. It's, yeah. I know it's a rule they brought in recently. They're trying to get players to stop hanging on the rim because it causes damage to the to the basketball ring in general, which I get, but it's just getting ridiculous. Like These blokes, when they're dunking, they go to the rim with such velocity, like sometimes it's actually safer for them to hang yeah. on to the rim so that their momentum doesn't, you know, take them forward and they lose balance and fall and hurt themselves. Like yeah. there's been a couple of times, one in particular uh, on like this week where Jason Tatum had a dunk, like, you know, it was a great athletic bit of skill and he's jumped and his body's like almost horizontal and he's grabbed onto the ring just to fucking you know, level himself out so they he can land um, safely, and they've given him a tech for it. And I just, I just think it's it's too much. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, it it will come to the point where they're not allowed to really hang on the rim at all. Someone will fall, roll their ankle because they're trying to get off too quick, rather than be safe and hold on to it for that extra second more, and then they'll be uproar. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's like. It's just such a cool aesthetic thing as well. Like, I think it's just got to be left in the game. And if you're worrying about the ring getting damaged, just fucking make a sturdier ring. Like surely that's easier to yeah. do than yeah. take something that's been a pivotal part of the game since its existence. 
I get it. Like if they're taking the piss, if they're on there for three seconds and they're sort of doing chin ups on it, yeah. it's a bit silly. Which is what Shaq yeah. used to do. But yeah, yeah. There's there's a fine line really between hanging on it and actually needing it there. And it seems like they're just too tech heavy. The the refs at the minute for sure. Yeah. Um, and another one is the taunting techs. I've not seen loads of them this year, but it's a it's quite a good sort of I don't know theatrical part of the game when player dunks on someone and they sort of go up the court and they're shushing them or they're sort of you know not not necessarily in their face but it's like there's a bit of just oh I've just dunked on you like you know that it's good for the game it's good for the fans as it adds that bit of theater and drama and just puts a bit more into the the game yeah like, yeah i agree and that's part of the entertainment with with nba isn't it that's that's why it's yeah. such a great and entertaining game yeah and they're so confident like that that's part of their nature so it's like it plays into that and it makes a game within a game between those two players they go at each other a couple yeah. of possessions like there can be one-on-ones within the game and that adds to that which is a great part of the spectacle yeah 100 percent. i agree uh, look i get that they want to be hotter on text when you know condescending stuff's being said to other players and to the yeah. refs in particular like get that get that out of the game yeah. like that doesn't need yeah, to be absolutely. in there but the fun sort of like taunting stuff yeah absolutely there's there should be space for that it yeah it, it adds to it all for me so yeah yeah couldn't agree more yeah that was uh some of the stuff another thing that i saw um which has not been just this week it's kind of as the season's gone on wizards have been pretty average i expected a bit more from them. i didn't expect much but i expected more than they've they've done currently and jordan paul a big standout on the negative end for me i mm. i thought he'd take this opportunity with both hands going from warriors to wizards he's you know he's into the starting lineup on a regular basis he's the man there or he could be the man there and he's I don't know, like I've seen clips of him not listening in like little huddles and mm. not hearing the plays and he's it just seems like he's not embracing this challenge to be the guy at Wizards. Um and I uh, disappointing for me because I wanted big things from him at Wizards and even if you want out, I think the best way is to play, you know, your best and show teams what you can do and how capable you are of being good on a good team or on a bad team at this case, but um, sulking and sort of not getting on with it really mm. winds me up um, and it just doesn't look good for him at the moment so hopefully he figures it out he's only young so um, yeah just one disappointing factor I've noticed since the start of the year really yeah no I think that's fair it seems like he's really spat the dummy and we touched on it before like I feel like players don't have much control with um, you know leaving leaving teams and such and, and what teams decide to do with them and yeah you know, in all fairness to him, he's gone from a, a really comfortable situation, you know, playing with a, a team that won a championship two years ago to a yeah. real bottom-dwelling team. Um, and, you know, I, I guess that, that wouldn't be uh, easy to transition into. But like you said, surely there's a level of professionalism and, and, and an opportunity to be like, all right, well, this is a challenge for me and this is how I assert myself as a starter. Because, you know, he was obviously um, playing in that second unit with the Golden State Warriors and probably could have been a shout for sixth man of the year how good he was playing. But like you said, it was really his opportunity to to be in a a first-team unit and show what he's got. And, yeah, he's just, like you said, he's he's not performing how 
he, he where we think and where many people think he can. So, yeah. yeah. Do you think he wants to be somewhere and be the guy off the bench, or do you do you think he thinks he's good enough to be on a good team and start? Like, where do you think his head's at? If you had to guess, I don't know. I think surely he's got a level of belief in himself that he can be part of any starting unit, and he's shown that. Like in in um spurts when he's hot, yeah. he's one of the best shooters in the game. One of the yeah. best players at getting at the rim and creating opportunities. Like he is explosive and dynamic, but yeah, um, it's just the consistency, and that comes down to to him whether he wants to apply himself more. I think. Yeah, I, I was really surprised Warriors let him go. I think we we touched on it with the Draymond Green stuff last week or whenever it was that we spoke about it. That they sort of went with the older vets. They stuck with them, which is fair enough. They won championships. But it was weird to lose Paul. I thought he was one of the players that you go, he, he maybe can step into Curry's role when he finally does leave. No, not quite as good. Like You're never going to be as good as Curry, really. Mm. But Yeah, surprising they let him go. But now you're watching this and you're like, does, does he have an attitude problem? Mm. Is that is that potentially what's going on behind closed doors? And they've they've moved him out for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I love to see him playing well and I hope we get to see that soon. Yeah, no, me too. So we'll uh, keep our eyes on Jordan Pauly. Absolutely, um, the old swimming pool. Um, what about you? Any, any final takes from the NBA? Yeah, before we transition out of NBA, I just wanted to bring up, I missed out in my top five with the courts last week. A, a, Ooh, a big is this one. a late honourable mention? This, maybe? Isn't a, this isn't an honourable mention, mate. This is number one. No, this is going straight into number one, and I can't no. believe I didn't see it. And it's definitely got a lot to do with my color blindness and seeing all those courts <laughs> at once. So I couldn't really pick it out, but I saw I saw them play on their court um, in one of the in-season games, and I thought, wow, that's that's beautiful. And it was uh, the old Phoenix Suns. I was gonna say the suspense was killing me, mate. You 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 waited a bit to tell us, but it's the Suns. Phoenix Suns, mate. It's fucking gorgeous. It's so what we've established is you can see purple, all right, because you love the Jazz and you love the Suns. Purple's my colour, mate. And that like <laughs> that light blue streak going through it just looks so nice. See, yeah, uh, I really like the Jazz one, but the Suns one, something about it doesn't do it for me. So um, I'll have to disagree with you there. But it, it's not, it's not bad. It's just not in my top five. So yeah, right. No, but it would be your number one, straight into number one, straight into number wow. one. Jazz second. Well, on that bombshell, into Croatian weather week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your favourite language of the week. It's Croatian, and it's one word from it this week again. <laughs> Alex. I've had some, some great feedback on this segment because I go and force people to listen to it, and <laughs> they say they just can't believe how much they're learning. Yeah. So um, what bird have you got for this week, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to switch it up. Uh, we'll bring a bird back in soon, <laughs> surely. Um, but nah, no birds this week, mate. Um, I actually did this word myself. So P did that, had no influence this time. Uh, that's why there's no birds involved. Yeah, that's it. All <laughs> right, so we'll get stuck into it, mate. The word this week is Mishichi. 
Mishichi. Mishichi. Great Japanese. I was going to say, good, good. <laughs> it sounds like Mishichi. a Japanese food. Um, so, yeah, Mishichi. What do you think that is? M I S with a tick, I C with a tick, and I. Now, oh, geez, sorry, I just nearly lost my microphone there. <laughs> when, I say, when I say S with a tick, that in Croatian. The tick, like an accent. The tick is it? means that there is an H following that letter. So S would a tick oh. would be a sh. You are really teaching us. This is this, this is great. Is it, yeah, going going above and beyond this week. And then the C would a tick is a ch sound. So mishichi. Mishichi is a lot of the same sounding. It is sounding letters. Mishichi, mishichi. Honestly, straight off the bat. Ain't doing much for me. I like the sound of it, but there's no conjugate that I can think of with Mishichi. Um, I'm going to need it in a sentence. All right. Yaima velika Mishicha. Did you say Mishicha then? Yeah, well, you <laughs> change the end of words in Croatian based on masculine and feminine. We'll get, oh, we'll get yes. that to another... Another lesson. Fuck yeah, now we're just trying to throw the book at us. I today. could be very wrong there though as well. So I think yeah, I think that's I've dabbled in Spanish, so uh, I think that's the same as Spanish. Um <laughs> masculine and feminine. Mishicha. Um so I'm trilingual by the way, now at this stage. Mishicha oh, I look, no guess. I'm gonna go can I have a clue? <laughs> you can. Alright, so Again, we talk about lots of sports on this pod, don't we? Um, this is Correct. pretty integral to a sport or athletic build. All right. Ooh. So if we're comparing you and I, you'd say, I have Mashichi, and we'd say, you don't have Mashichi. Okay. Okay, right. I think I know what it is. And I think. Height. <laughs> It's not height, but it's it's uh, it's in the same same uh, same area. You don't have it, but I have it. No, I have it. You don't have. Oh, it. Oh, you have it. We spoke about my profile last yeah, week. This I was something you brought is. up. Yeah. Pace, <laughs> speed. No, nah, no. Nah, think more physical. Okay. Um. You don't. You they're have very. It and I they're don't very important for the function of our limbs. Ah, uh, an ego. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the function of our limbs. A cuckoo clock. <laughs> What's that? Ah, <laughs> oh, the function of our limbs. All all movement stems from the functionality of these things. And the bigger they are, the more functional they are. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about here, mate. It's muscles. There we go, mate. Musculares. Yeah, mate. That's it. The old... So, Mishichi is muscles. Mishichi is muscles. How'd you say very Mishichi about me? (laughs) That doesn't even make sense in English, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Very muscles. Oh, you, you have very muscles. Nah, it's um, uh, yeah. Is it, it the mate. same for the sea, seafood that's muscles? 
No. Did you hear me there, so. man? No. Yeah. No. Nah. No. Nah. I heard you. Sp- yeah, okay. No. Incorrect. Cool. Incorrect. Mishichi muscles. Got it. Add it to the, the dictionary. The vocab. Add it to the list. All right. Thanks, mate. No worries. It's a pleasure, as always. Anytime, mate. Love love teaching you something new. Shall we uh, crack on? EPL? EPL, it was back this week. International break is over. Hopefully that's gone until the new year at least because, yeah, they're pissing me off. Um, (laughs) But it was back. We had Man City, Liverpool, the one I'd bigged up a few times, which a bit of an anticlimax, if I must say. I watched that one. City did their usual thing, lots of possession, lots of control of the ball, but not much attacking sort of prowess. Liverpool didn't mind the way they played for for a change. They were a bit on the counter, but um, didn't didn't really materialise into much. Like it was just a little bit, yeah, boring that game. Um, second half was better than the first, but Trent scored a lovely goal to level in it, yeah. and it finished one all. Um, so, would you reckon good point for Liverpool that one? Yeah, I think fair result, and I think. A lot of these games end up like that, unfortunately, when you've got two good teams coming up against each other. I think both just get a bit scared, to be honest, and play very defensive, yeah. and we saw that happen. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a great point for Liverpool to go to the Etihad and, and, um, and yeah, and only and not lose, to be honest, and it keeps us well and truly in the race, so... Yeah, I think that's the first time for ages City have played a game at home and not won. Yeah, like, right. Like, I know they, they were still unbeaten with it, but, um, yeah, I think more Liverpool's have gained a point and City have dropped two. So, solid. Keeps the title race interesting. Yeah, um, I agree. And, yeah, Liverpool probably played a bit more exciting brand to watch, but City are just like that. That's the way football in the modern era has gone. Pep's had his touch on the game and it's all possession, possession and... It's a bit shit to watch sometimes, um, and even for me. And I love football, so yeah, not not really selling it to the neutrals. But that <laughs> game was was not interesting. But we'll go through the others. Um, there was a couple banging games this week, though. So there was there was some some high scoring games, which that's nice to see. Um, mm. And I think I almost think the rules need to be tweaked to favour that to have more high scoring games because that's what fans want to see. Ooh, um, no offside. Are we? Are I think we getting the, there? the offside should be more like clear daylight between players, you know, like or a thicker VAR line, um, where it's like if they're both touching the line, then it's play on, and it's all fair and good. The the attacking team should always have favour, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm not yeah, right. in the FIFA, so we'll see if they make any changes there. But the rest of the games, we had Nottingham Forest, Brighton. Brighton won 3-2 and they had a man sent off. So, Brighton, high scorer, Brighton, good result. Yeah, Brighton haven't been on the winning list for a while, so that's a good No, that good is result that's some good three points. Forrest uh, are tough to play against at times. Um, Sheffield United lost to Bournemouth 3-1. Mm. They're probably both going to be down there, so that was a big one in the relegation battle early on. Yeah, uh, West Ham beat Burnley 2-1. Luton beat Palace 2-1, which is a big wow. result. Wait, yeah, Luton you, picking up more points. Did you see that goal uh, 
is it Elise, his name is, from Palace? No, I didn't see it. What happened? Like, took the ball from halfway, went on this crazy run. And, really? Yeah, cut into the box and top bins. It was fucking unreal. He's got a great strike on him, that Elise. Yeah. Um, I like Eze, Eze that plays for them as well. Yeah, Eze's um, great. They've got a couple of really good players, Palace. I feel like they could be a very, uh, very damaging team, but just don't have the consistency always but yeah 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 that it needs to all click in a season for them um they they kind of string some results together but they never seem to get going it's very stop start mm. their seasons um typically um big shock newcastle 4-1 is that a shock against chelsea i think in recent form it's a shock i think if you look at it at the start of the year um you'd probably pick yep. that but yeah chelsea really picked it up the last few games before the break so yeah, yeah, it's definitely a shock there, but that's a great result for Newcastle to get their season back and running because they fell into a little bit of a slump. Yeah, Chelsea, man sent off as well, but I think they were already 3-1 down at that stage, yeah. so I don't think it had too much significance, um, more getting them back into the game. But yeah, good result for Newcastle. They've been a bit average at times, so yeah, that's a good result. Arsenal snuck a win against Brentford, the jammy mm. bastards. Late goal in that one. Um, Havertz in the 89th minute. He's copped a lot of sticks since he went to Arsenal, so that's a good way to respond. Yeah. Uh, another shock. Aston Villa beat Tottenham two on. We've really fucking mozzed <laughs> Big Ange, haven't we? <laughs> since we spoke about him, they've lost three in a row. He can't buy a win. He'll soon be back down under eating a souvlaki, <laughs> I reckon. Um, with Tottenham's track record, uh, so. Yeah, sorry, Ange, blame us, mate. It's our huge following that we have influencing your games. And I'm, I'm sure but, he'd be pretty keen to get our special guest last week back into the team, Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, we'll have to try and put a good word in with Kane, though. Um, How's um, but Kane's, to, after we spoke to him and he went to Macedonia, he scored. I don't know if he did the ex-celebration for you that he said he would for Xander. Gotta check that. No, I, I didn't see it. I just felt a bit weird after we'd just spoken to him then watching him on the telly, so I didn't, didn't tune in. Um, but, yeah, he, he probably did with good mates, me and old Kano. Um, but, yeah, Newcastle, we, we had there. We went through that already. I'm just looking back through uh, results tab. No, Tottenham. Tottenham were 1-0 up as well in that game and ended up losing 2-1 to Villa. But... Yeah, Villa are really staking a claim. They're right in the mix this year, so good for them. Um, and yeah, Big Ange, I'll see you at Suvlaki Hut soon. Um, <laughs> Luton Town, we've done that. Um, <laughs> no, this the is the big, big one, one, mate. That the is going to say. One. The comfortable, I just say comfortable in Croatia, mate, because man, you are comfortable. Cruise control. Eric's at the wheel. Unreal, best team in the league at the moment. Try and stop us three 0 against Everton. They had, you know, they had some protests on about their ten point deduction, and we just added to their misery. <laughs> pissed on their fireworks. It was brilliant. Um, United, and while we're touching on it, Alejandro Garnacho, third minute of the game, overhead kick, one of the best goals. I've ever seen. Yeah, it was it was pretty unreal, hey. Like it must be nice for a Liverpool fan to to watch, you know, a, a bloke in red doing something good because um, <laughs> it's 
It's bloody great to watch. It was top, top draw from Garnacho. The ball's coming away from him, crossed in. He must be about 16 yard out. Overhead kick, top bends. Unreal. Genuinely, go and watch that goal. It is top, top draw. It was like, almost like that Rooney goal hey, against Man City, but even further out, really. I think it's better. I think it's a harder technique. I don't... Like Rooney did it in a bigger game, yeah. but I think that is a, a better goal. And I've seen you attempt so many of them in training <laughs> and just airballing You stole everything. it from me. I was going to say, I've not seen anyone execute a scissor kick like that since myself. So... <laughs> Honestly, have a look at yourself, mate, because it's absolutely criminal, the things you think about yourself. Um, but yeah, Man U, comfortable. comfortable. That's the takeaway from that game. And I'll just quickly recap the table. Go on, um, so we've got top four, Arsenal top on 30, City second, 29, Liverpool third, 28, in. Villa in the top four now on wow. 28. Tottenham down to fifth. All of a sudden, it's the the wheels have come off. It's gotten real Spursy. They're fifth on twenty six. Man U will go down to the top <laughs> six. Man U twenty four coming up sixth place. Probably had the hardest run out of every yeah, team in the league. Sure. So we'll be coming right through. Um, down at the bottom end. Burnley, four points on four. Everton with their ten point deduction on four. Sheffield United on five, so uh, right. Luton on nine now. They're creeping away. That's really close, the bottom three. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's all to play for, and it will be played for over the next few weeks, and we will tell you about it. Uh, before we move on, did want to touch on something closer to home, actually. Didn't add this to the agenda, so don't be too surprised. Go on, mate. Um, the... I think there, there's going to be a, a, like a tier below the A-League. Did you see any of this? Oh, not. Have they announced that? Yeah, so they've announced that there's going to be like a national second league. Like, yeah, right. To, wow, they've been talking uh, about this for so long. Yeah, so they finally announced that eight teams have been announced. Most of them were Sydney and Melbourne, I think. Yeah. So uh, I know you've talked about Adelaide having one of the stronger soccer leagues in the country, but it was... <laughs> None of them have been included, so it must be really good. Yeah, um, wow, that's actually surprising. Big news. I think that's great for the sport. I don't think it's the strongest it could be in this country. Um, so, yeah, good to see positive movements towards it. Um, yeah. No, we'll, I, I think it's going to start in the next couple of years, so still a bit of time, but good good to see. Yeah, no, well, thanks for letting me know. I actually didn't hear about that, so... Yeah, that's exciting. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for, bringing you the big news, mate. And it just takes the attention away from A-League like being so shit that we can <laughs> watch <laughs> well, another show. It has league. to improve it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. All of a sudden, you've got teams at the bottom who I'm assuming there's going to be relegation and promotion, and there's someone to play for now. You can't just be shit and accept it. No, and um, look, and if you look at the last few years in the Australia Cup, or whatever they call it... Um, where you know teams oh the FFA Cup, yeah, yeah yeah where the amateur teams you know get a chance at that like some of the amateur teams have like have been making I think semi-finals even finals for the last few years so it just goes to show in these lower leagues there there is quality there so well there's some big teams down there though isn't there because 
when you think back to the days, and this is pre-me living in this country, but I know there used to be the National Soccer League yeah. prior to there being an A-League, and that was a big deal. I think fans actually got around it, and I think what soccer in this country has to do is tap into the community. They do. Like obviously, AFL, they all play at big, big uh, grounds, so it's all MCG here or yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Over there, you've got Adelaide um, Cricket Ground, is it? Yeah. Um, SCG, Gabba, things like that. If you can tap into that more community market with soccer, I think you're onto something there. Well, and that's, yeah, that's the thing, Al. That's the difference between, well, I think the NSL and the A League, and what the A League unfortunately has done is sort of stripped away the culture from all the teams. Because if Absolutely. you look at the NSL, uh, all the teams are multicultural, and that's where those communities are so big, you know, especially in. Yeah. Um, in Adelaide, you had Adelaide City, which are predominantly um, Italian-based team. And then you had like um, Sydney, Croatia, which Croatian-based team. And you had just all these... Are they? You wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> so you just had all these, you know, uh, multicultural hubs around um, Australia and just made it so much more interesting and so much more passion and, and, and support for the game. Um, and I think that needs to be brought back. And, you know, and to be fair, there's still that community sense in these... Um, uh, local teams so it's good to see yeah. them get an opportunity now again in the national sphere and uh, i hope it continues to grow absolutely like i'm looking i mean we live fairly centrally in melbourne uh, like sort of northern suburbs near the city there's one in parkville avondale fc that have been announced as joining that league yeah. that's probably Huge. a 10 minute walk so, like, I could go and watch a decent level of football. And, I mean, I already could because they're, they're not exactly mugs at the moment. But you can go and watch them taking on big teams in a meaningful competition. And it's round the corner. I love that. Mate, you can have another crack at, at living your dream. Well, I mean, yeah. Who says I'm past it? Just me. Just you, mate. It's all in, Just it's all me. in your head. It's all mental. Just a lack of belief. Maybe I'll start doing doing some running and I'll get nowhere near it watch this space alex joins <laughs> avondale fc in 2024 fucking hell <laughs> jesus christ all man. right let's move out of this now um what we got next what did you watch alex i don't have anything for us this week i um <laughs> been way too busy with my uni work um last two weeks so all the assignments that I've left to the last minute um, have been knocking on the door. So that's been me. On on you, mate. Good on you for having decent life priorities. Um, whereas I've got a few I could talk about, but we're going to focus on this one particular movie. I watched it a couple of weeks Go ago on, now. It is came out in 2020, uh, I believe. The Devil All the Time. Oh, mate. I know you have harped on about this movie a while, and that was probably a big reason why I tuned in and watched it. It was on Netflix. Me and my partner sat down on Saturday night and watched that, and it was, um, I don't know, it was, it was very good, but it was quite confronting. There was very. a lot of... Um, disturbing things i guess you'd say would you class it as a thriller yeah i'm guessing it's a thriller yeah you like, would thriller more action maybe i don't know and uh yeah i just found it it was tough to watch some of the scenes obviously quite graphic in nature um nothing super gory or anything like that but more the themes uh, that it 
delves into mm-hmm. you know it's like sexual abuse and animal abuse PTSD um, general murder yeah and and yeah torture and stuff like that it was yeah pretty brutal but um also very thought provoking yeah um, for sure and some great conversation starters in there so yeah overall enjoyed it and it was very good but yeah, certain mood. I think you got being to watch that one. But if you are a thriller fan, I would recommend it. It's on Netflix, so go and give it a watch. Tom Holland's in it, and he plays a great role. Yeah, um, I just wanted to say before we stop speaking about it, it's worth mentioning the cast. Would yeah, Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson's in it as well. Yeah. Who, oh, he plays a fucking creepy yeah, dude. Yeah, but he he performs it very very well. Very well. Yeah, sadly. And who's how's the bloke who looks like Matthew Perry? Who's oh yeah, no, I I don't know, but I know the character you're talking about. The guy he's spitting image. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot who that actor is, but yeah. R.I.P. You'll R. I. P. have to watch it and and see if you agree. But um, but you you love it, right? Yeah. What's your oh, take mate, on it? Massive, probably been a few years. Massive fan of it. Um, I remember the main intrigue of watching that was just Tom Holland. After like watching him in Spider Man and that sort of movie, this like sort of caught my eye I was like oh wow this seems like a really serious very like yeah eerie film I wonder what Tom Holland will be like in it and yeah I fucking love that I've watched it numerous times I think it's just yeah an amazing movie so everyone he plays he plays a great role not his usual role which is nice it's always good to see versatility with these actors and he does it really well yeah Um, absolutely i did notice there was one point he dropped his his uh, american accent because it's set in america in um west virginia shout out your mates davison elkin um It is set in West Virginia. He plays. He got this sort of southern drawl, I guess, kind of southern yeah. accent. Um, and at one point, I think he says "fuck," and he says it real English, <laughs> and it's quite funny. But um, yeah, you wouldn't pick up on it other than that. He does great. And Robert Pattinson, English too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, plays what? So. He plays like a pastor, doesn't he? Oh, fucking creep. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Absolutely just creep. just watch it. Let us know what you think. It's it's. In my all-time list of mo- of movies, wow. to be fair, so wow, yeah. yeah, okay, I love it. You heard it here first. All right, let's uh, let's crack on into AFL. It doesn't get any better than that, champion. I'll tell you what, get a big dog up, you Collingwood. You fucking deserve it. All right, AFL. We'll start with AFLW, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. We had a big round of prelims. Prelim this finals, week. prelim finals, baby, and fucking hell, what what games they were. There was yeah, super close, yeah. Four points in the first one, and then there was one point in the second one. So yeah, proper finals footy. Um, yeah, we'll start games. That is a tight contest, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll start with the Lions and Cats game, which was on the Saturday night. Um, Lions 38 defeated the Cats 34. So four points in it. I unfortunately didn't get to get the chance to watch any of this, but yeah, it looked like it was a perler of a game. Yeah, I tuned in for bits. I didn't sit down and watch the whole thing. Um, 
it's yeah hard we watch a lot of basketball and um should really have prioritized watching this but there's always stuff on in, in the evenings on the weekends which is yeah mm. not a good enough excuse but i did tune in to see bits of both games so um and the the footy was really good quality so yeah um i'll definitely be watching the grand final i might even look at some live tickets because i think that's at icon park which is not far from me so yeah no nah. maybe maybe you'll see me there yeah, no, I definitely would recommend you go on to that and, you know, get some content for us on the pod, mate. But um, let's go through the game um, with the stats. we got the Cats players, uh, Georgie Prasparkas up there again, 21 touches, um, Nina Morrison with 20, and we had Jacqueline Parry with two goals. Um, and then for the Lions, we had Orla O'Dwyer with 21 touches and a goal, um, Isabel Dawes, 21 touches, and then Dakota Davidson was their uh, big scorer up front with two goals. So, yeah, Lions... Doors, 14 tackles, mate. Anderson, yeah, wow. 10 tackles. Svark, 10 tackles. It's That's a some... physical game. It is a very physical game, the women's game. T- there's there's probably more tackles in the women's than the men's, I reckon, hey? No, I think there is. It's it's brutal, man. It's a real tight contest game, isn't it, the, the women's format? It's great. Um yeah, for those ball winners and stuff. It's probably less um, like touch-heavy. I think generally yeah. people aren't getting as many high and, and 20s and 30s, but because it's such a contested game, loads of tackles, which is great. Very intense, yeah. So, yeah, Lions, uh, Lions move on to another grand final, another opportunity to win one. So They're doing good things in Brisbane, aren't they? Make the the final of the men's, and now they've they've backed it up in the with and women's. So um, good on them. Yeah, they're they're doing all right, for, especially for a non-footballing state. Yeah, no, absolutely. Very rugby heavy up there. So uh, doing well to get the game grown over there. Yeah, right. So they play the winner of the game we're going to go through now, which was the Kangas versus the Crows. And yeah, it's a uh, tough one for you to take, mate. Have you uh, slept all right since? Yeah, it's upsetting for me to, to read this one out, but the old kangaroos did us by one point, 32 to 31. And I didn't get a chance to watch all of this game. Again, I watched bits and pieces while doing homework, but yeah, fuck, it was, it was, a, it was a brutal game. Big result for North. That good on them. I would just, I just touched on Brisbane. The success they've had. The North are the opposite in the men's. They can't get a thing right. But the women's are, have had a really good year and capping it off with a grand final appearance. So, I kind of wish. I, I hope they win. I hope for them. Uh, it's pride of Melbourne. So yeah, yeah. Stick with well, them. I did call it last week. Whoever won this prelim was going to win the granny. So, just based on that to. To tickle my ego, I hope that comes through. But yeah, like you said, it'd just be good for the Kangaroos Club in general. Like, obviously, have not had a slither of success for a long, long time. So this will be a good opportunity for the club to uh, to win some silverware. Um, yeah, absolutely. We'll go through the game very quickly because I'm still a bit upset about it. But um, <laughs> Jenna Bruton for. Um, the Ruse had 28 touches, which is a great effort. Yeah, Ash Riddell had 25. Jazz Garner, who's a gun, had 22 and a goal. And then Talia Randall kicked two schnags for them. And then the Crows, uh, Eb Marinoff was the leading disposal getter with 26 
touches and she had 12 tackles as well. She's always in a, she's always in, a, in and under the old oh. Ed Marinoff. So good on just, her. Yeah, just an absolute ambassador for the show with her game. <laughs> now we've got um, uh, an, another player who got 22 touches was Niam Kelly. Well, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but <laughs> I've seen her play a couple times and her name should be fucking Yelm because she is fucking lightning. Do you know how to pronounce that name, the Irish name? Nah, not a clue, mate. Yeah, I'm right. guessing it's Neem or, or something like that. From now on, it's fucking Yelm. Because, yeah, fucking yelm. she is fuck. She is lightning. Um, so, yeah. I just saw Anne Kelly on the status sheet and thought, hold on. It's not him, is it? He's come back from the dead, old, old Ned Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Rooting, and <tooting>, shooting, boy. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Um, it, she's a sharp shooter, old Anne Kelly. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, we've got uh, Anne Hatchard who had 22 and a goal. Did you see her goal? I did, yeah, Mate, terrific. took a fucking hanger before in the square and kicked a goal. She is a dead set gun. Um, so that she's was, really good, isn't she? Yeah, she's amazing. Won the, uh, I don't know what it's called, but the equivalent of the Norm Smith the last time Crows won the granny. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, absolute gun. And um, Danielle Ponta, who's been a great... Great player for the Crows as well. Kicked uh, the game high, three goals there too. But yeah, unfortunately not enough to get the chockies for the girls. But hey, it's you know we're a professional side and we don't dwell on it too long. We we uh, dust ourselves and we go again next year after a, a brutal camp maybe. <laughs> on to <laughs> not again. <laughs> get him nah, in we... the old what's his name. <laughs> I can't the old coach? Oh, Don Pike. Yeah, get Don <laughs> Pike. He'll set him straight to have us not play finals for another seven years. But yeah, uh, grand final next week on the Sunday, 2.30pm, Icon Park um, for Brisbane v North. So we'll be a, a ripper game. Yeah, nah, make sure you tune in. I will yeah, the be, girls. I will be definitely. So we'll let you know what the result of that is next week. Stay tuned. Absolutely. Let's uh, crack on over to the AFL. A bit happened last week, did it not, Alex, with the draft? Yeah, watched a lot of it. Uh, the highlight was old Red Foo sitting in North's, um, <laughs> North's rooms next to Clarko. Brilliant. Um, party rocking it out there. And I mean, I, I'm surprised West Coast took him. They took Harley Reid. So um, were you surprised or was that expected? Uh, look... I think it was mostly expected. I I did have a bit of an inkling that North when North North did, were going to hijack it somehow, or that West Coast were going to go Daniel Curtin, which was a big surprise. What eventuated with him? Yeah, well, where did he slip to? I know he ended up at your boys, which is a, a great result. Yeah, you. so um, Crows did a really late uh, trade of picks. Oh, which we traded a future second, I think, next year to to move on up to two picks um, Ooh, to get him at, to get him at pick eight. So um, yeah, which is an absolute steal for us. Um, we needed a ready-made defender to slot in for next year, based on the injuries that we have there, and I think Curtin's going to slot in straight away. So that's really really shrewd. Um, um, uh, what's what are they called? The 
the recruiting list team. List management. Yeah, list management. Really shrewd by them to do that and get in the That's what I'm here for, mate. Get in the position to to take curtain. So I'm yeah, I'm absolutely wrapped with that. And it's probably the shock of the draft as well. Yeah, drawing the curtains. Good stuff, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, what what I noticed is a I mean you know I'm a bit of a noob with AFL I've only sort of recently gotten into it in the last few years mm-hmm. I've not watched loads of drafts um, I'm surprised that there's not many key defenders taken in the draft is it like is that because it takes a few years to develop what's the crack there um, yeah or is that just this year is that just a this year thing I think it might just be reminiscent of this year like I think. I think players of all calibers get taken. I think the most you don't see is Ruckman. I think they're the yeah the players you usually don't see, and it's mostly midfielders that that I was gonna teams say, go they're for. They're the glamorous ones, aren't they? Mids and small forwards yeah. and stuff like that I, can come straight in. I think it's I think it's rare with your key position players these days to be like cemented in one position. Like I think yeah. players look more at um, just the size and athleticism of a player and feel like they can work on him on either end of the field. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think I think you'll see that and why they're not straight away just determined as, as defenders or forwards because I think a lot of teams want players to be versatile these days. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah. Any other steals that you were aware of? I saw that uh, Ari Schoenmaker, is it? The the Tassie lad. Um, yeah, he's... Another key defender. He slipped into the, the 50s or 60s. 60s, yeah. That, that was wow. one that not many people expected. He was tipped to go first round, so... That's a steal. That's a, a big big jack steal for St Kilda. It's a bloody steal, mate. <laughs> you missed my pun, mate. Jack steal. Oh, you yeah, know, I heard it. It was just that. pretty shit, <laughs> But <laughs> another surprise, mate. You you should uh, be aware of this one because there was a, a bloke that your team picked at the Giants that was definitely not expected to go on the first round. Yeah, he didn't. He was only there with his mates, wasn't he? I think there was a couple of these, but I know. Um, was it number twelve that we got him? I think you just got him pick ten. Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. It was pick twelve. Sorry. Yeah. Pick twelve. And what was his name? Sorry. Phoenix. Gotthard or Gertard. I just wanted to hear you say it, mate, because you're going to hear that for a few more years when we play the Crowies. We always dominate <laughs> you, and uh, Phoenix Gotthard will be on the score sheet probably in a big win against the Crowies. Well, yeah, he's, here first. he's a small forward, and to be fair, you guys are stacked with lethal small forwards now. Yeah, we love that, the the little pressure forward. We've got Daniels mm. and Bedford, um, and he looks like he'll fit right in with that calibre of player. Um, and like I said, I like it. It's quite shrewd. It's a player that can probably come in and impact the team probably fairly immediately mm. with the preseason. Um, and yeah, always like a small smaller bloke in the AFL. So <laughs> Absolutely. Um well, yeah, and on, on that, because Phoenix Gertard was how he pronounced his name. Fucking hell, oh, Gertrude. <laughs> how he pronounced his name, old Phoenix, was there with um, was, was there with a group of mates who were there to support um, the bloke who went to Geelong. I forgot his name. Um, o something. Yeah, you paid attention. Yeah, I, I've, I had it somewhere. But anyway, their, their first Gothenburg. pick. Their first pick. Um, he had a bunch of mates there, and um, Phoenix was one of them. And obviously, like we spoke about, he wasn't expected to to get picked. But there was another player there as well who wasn't expected to go get picked in the first round. He didn't get invited. Um, 
and he got a little tap on the shoulder by old Matthew Nix and went, mate, you're ready to go up because we're about to pick you. That's class. You love to hear these stories. Yeah. It's great hearing them come out. I love that. And um, there's footage of him like talking to his mum on the phone and he's (laughs) like, are you Are you watching? (laughs) (laughs) so that would have been such a good moment for him old uh oscar ryan who um yeah comes to the crows another another defender and he's he's more of that smaller intercept marker so i think he's gonna be um a replacement for old duda i think they're feeling yeah he'll be yeah in that role for us which yeah i'm excited to see how he goes Fucking um, I did notice watching it. It's like I've seen a few of the the NFL drafts and the NBA drafts. They're super glamorous occasions. <laughs> yeah, they got the hats. They got nice suits on the bling. The AFL one looks like it's in some fucking pokies <laughs> in the middle of Sunbury or somewhere in the country pub. Um, I love it. It's just so funny. It looks like they're gonna get booted out by a group of bingoers at some point through yeah. the night or. Just gonna roll in some pokies machines and some oldies in there. <laughs> Fuck off, get out! P did it. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, P did that. Shows up in the background. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Nah, it's funny you mentioned that because, like, like you said with NBA, it's all about glamour and like what they're wearing and stuff. Like they do like a red carpet rollout, and most of these blokes are wearing like t-shirts. And yeah, I don't know if you noticed club, club polos. Yeah, that. well, I don't know if you noticed, but when they get called out, like they don't even have the polo on yet. So some of them were just taking their shirts off, like in the middle of the <laughs> like room, and putting on the club polo before they go up to get presented their shirt. It's uh, oh, it's so brilliant. Aussie, but it's great. Any chance to get the rig out, you'd love it. Um, but it is brilliant. It's a great, I don't know, it's not a great spectacle, which makes it a great spectacle. Um, very part of the culture, which is good. Absolutely. You got any um, any tips for which players are going to make the biggest impact, potentially uh, the um, Rising Stars or what? I, d- I don't know enough. I did watch, I watched McKercher's highlights. Oh, good um, player from Tassie, the, yeah. Yeah, him and I watched Dersma, and I only watched these because my roommate's a North fan. Both of the Kangas, um, yeah. Yeah, that Dersma, I didn't realise he's a forward, so he's a bit of a high-flying, takes a big mark. Um, he looks, yeah, quite quite solid. Mm. I'm guessing it's going to be Harley Reid, not to state the bleeding obvious, but I'm guessing he's going to be the one to watch. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the young lad who went to Hawthorne that's looks quite, yeah. a, quite an excitement machine. That's who I wanted to mention, yeah. He's he's my pick. I, Again, small lad. Yeah, very small. Love it. Very small. I think 170 centimetres, so same height. Shitty tower over you. Same height as me, just to... <laughs> Just to uh, change the uh, oh. the the mishap from the the profile you gave me last week, but um, fake news. They call Add a ton of Donald <laughs> Trump fake news into that. They call him they call him the wizard, Nick Watson, the wizard. Um, what if you watch his highlights, you will see why he's unbelievable. Takes a mark from anywhere and is just lethal. He's a small forward, can bend them around corners, can do. Lots of crafty things with the ball, so he's going to be one to watch. And I think he plays round one if if all goes to plan, no injuries. So, oh, the big calls, absolutely. Him and Ginevan will be yeah exciting to watch in the Hawks forward line. Yeah. But yeah, um, absolutely. No, I, I don't have any standouts. I don't watch a lot of the the younger age footy, um, so don't know much about them. But that kind of makes it exciting when it does start because then 
um, you get to see these youngsters perform on the big stage, and it's great. I will take note for my super coach, though, because I play super coach, and it's good to get these young draftees in. So I'll have to take some notes on who's good and who to get in, but maybe we'll do a separate app on that. That's it, man. Good stuff. All right, well, that's it for AFL. Let's roll on out of here, and let's get into Song of the Week. Ooh, song of the Week. Good one. What do you got for us today, Al, with the old Song of the Week? <laughs> I was I was going to say, so we, we obviously created a Spotify playlist, and it's in our uh, link in our bio if you do want to listen to it, and it contains all the songs we've listened to. Mm-hmm. I went on my Spotify. I was just working out, and I uh, had to put Spotify on, press play, and I must have opened the playlist at some point during the day. <laughs> Um, so it starts playing the playlist, but I, I don't have Spotify Premium, so it just plays other songs randomly in there <laughs> as well, um, and it doesn't tell you. So I just I, I hear a few songs I've not heard before, and I'm like, oh, it's playing a song I do know, which I've fucking added to the playlist. <laughs> and then there's one comes on, I go, oh, this is my song of the week, banger, I'm going to have this next week's song of the week. I check it, it's fucking Carmen's pick from last week, <laughs> making breakfast. <laughs> Um, which absolute track, so I can say I'm a fan. Um, so good pick, Carmen. Yeah, yeah, that I'm, was funny. I'm glad you've been taking note when I do say it and giving them a listen. <laughs> it's good to know. Yeah, um, but this week I'm going for going a bit out of town. I've got All Vays, who are a Canadian band, um, and this track is called Easy On Your Own, um, and it is a real good... Uh, I don't know, kind of pop, indie pop, uh, banger. You can tell that's the sort of vibe we go for. Uh, you and I have similar tastes with our tracks. Um, but yeah, nice. They're a Canadian band. Um, they're a few albums deep at this stage. So been around the block a bit. And I like the way it's spelled. A-L-V-V-A-Y-S. Yeah, do you... Do you pr- I've always wondered, do you pronounce it always or always? You've always wondered. Yeah, I've always wondered. <laughs> I pronounce it all vays. Yeah, I th- yeah. I wonder how they pronounce it. But anyway, yeah, it's spelled A L double V A Y S. So yeah, give that yeah. give that a listen. Great band. Um, yeah, check it on the play this week. Will do. Um, so yeah, mine this week. I've I went to a Chicago band last week. We're back. We're back in Melbourne this week. Ooh. With a band called the Pretty Littles. Oh yes, track. Absolute track. This one. It's called. Don Dale. Um, it was, uh, I forget what the um, lead singer's called, but he came out and said that he was inspired to write this song based on an article he read about an Indigenous child who was held at a youth de- detention centre in the Northern Territory, um, and it was called Don Dale, that youth detention centre. And, yeah, the song's just um, written on his... Um, well, through the eyes of of this child and his uh, his experience there and and being being mistreated, so yeah, I, hearing that it's given new light to the song for me. So um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's quite cathartic, isn't it? Very cathartic, very like proper Aussie punk, like very um, very like in your face in it. Yeah, it is. I love the line, Sam Cadden's doing UFC. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. Spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, there is no UFC. It's a track. It's a song. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, give it a listen. It, it's an absolute banger. And like Alex said before, it'll be on our playlist. So yeah, give give them all a listen while you're there too. We're building quite the playlist here. This is just going to be, I know it's probably just you and I listening to it, but um, <laughs> it's a lot of good checks because obviously we picked them, yeah. so we like them, but it's nice to have it in a place where we can listen. So um, indulge yourselves, folks. Get a song up, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. We're at the final segment of the week and it's your favourite segment. It's Isaac Rankings. Isaac Rankings. This is, um, we've had some thrillers. I usually come up with the good ones on this show and we, we tolerate Carmen's, but this week I've got a very good one and it is, uh, it smells. <laughs> it smells, so it's, it's good smells in this instance. Um, smells that we love to smell. Um, so, yeah. I, I, as I was fucking banging, mate. thinking about yeah, it, it's na- banging. You've nailed it again. You've gone from as, microwave uh, foods to fucking smells. I'm just, I'm one with the people. I'm a blue collar person and I'm just, I'm down with what the people know and love. Uh, so, yeah, I, as I was writing these down, I kept I coming up with more. It started top three, it was then top five, and it's, it's become top ten. So these are top ten smells, um, <laughs> and I want you to rank them. So I've thought of these, I'll give you them, and I want to hear your ten to one. Fuck. Um, right, so I'll, I'll go through them quickly. Oh, um, I better write this and, down. Try and let me speak as as you as I go through them, um, rather than jumping in on me, as you like to do. Go on, Right, so first, um, and this is in no particular order, I'm not trying to influence the rankings at all here, bread, baking, so, and slash like bakery, you know, when you walk through the bread section at Coles or... Yeah, mate, I'm aware of what a bakery is. Right, okay. Rain on a hot day, like on the the asphalt on a hot day. (laughs) Coffee, roasted coffee beans, you know, when you open a bag. Yeah. Petrol could be controversial. Bonfire, don't mix those two, petrol and bonfire, but bonfire is also a smell that people like. Again, not trying to influence here. I'm completely Switzerland impartial on this one. Freshly cut grass on a spring morning. Um, Cookies slash cake being baked in the oven. Vapor rub slash muscle rub slash changing room. <laughs> do, do you, you know you know what I'm talking about? If you've ever walked yeah. into a men's changing yeah. room, yeah. probably more before the game because it gets a bit smelly afterwards, but that like just that muscle rub, everyone's got deep heat on and to be fair, I wonder, tiger bars I wonder if stuff. women's change rooms smell the same too. I'd assume so. We all like to I don't know, we're like racehorses, aren't we? Just slapping stuff on ourselves to get us going. Um, not that I need that. I'm obviously just... Just to comment on that, that, I've never seen a racehorse slap anything on itself. So, <laughs> fucking don't know which horses you've been hanging around with, mate. Go on. Um, Lynx Africa. Oh, the, the deodorant. Number you know one. That one. <laughs> Straight That's up, top number draw. one. That is top draw. Um, and clothes fresh out the dryer is the other one. Ooh. Um, 
Yep, I'm going to go with those. So there's two, four, six, eight. There's ten there, so give me ten. And there's definitely ones I've missed out, so maybe we'll do this segment again if it's successful. Fucking hell, so I'm ranking top ten of those, eh? Yep, that's, straight off the bat. That's what, tough. All right, what, what are you thinking? Like, What's the worst there? Give us your ten. Worst is, you is bonfire. Not interested in. Bonfire. Fucking hate that. the smell of fire. Oh, right. So it's, yeah, it's actually like a passionate dislike. Passionate dislike. There's nothing worse than going to a bonfire or any sort of fire and having your clothes smell of smoke afterwards. I hate that feeling. It actually like makes me severely upset. Right. Um, I definitely probably worth quick chat with your therapist when you do have five minutes about that you seem to have a real passionate dislike yeah, it's, that. it's triggering oh i hate that i hate the way your clothes smell and i feel like it lingers even after you wash it but yeah i won't get too deep into that because it is quite right. triggering for me so bonfire 10 cool um I'm glad i triggered you number nine i'm gonna go cut grass um cut grass okay this is not Dad bad didn't do the lawns did he you have a gardener growing up gold spoon in your mouth <laughs> Nah, just yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. It's just not a strong smell for me. So it's bit bit neutral, unless it's blow four, your nose, uh, there, mate. Fucking out. Unless it's four twenty, mate. Then that goes to number two. The <laughs> <laughs> <Le> pies. <laughs> oh god. All right, number eight. Quick fire. Probably. Oh, probably bakery, bread baking. Ooh, really. I don't mind it. Um, should have been higher I don't mind it but it's yeah again it's just like it, it, it stay. it's very it, it doesn't linger I like smells that linger and it sort of just gets in there and then it goes like it's a very neutral no. smell for me that's criminal criminally low on this list um, but I should know better with you because you are the same bloke that once wrote me a diet plan and said no bread is better than any bread on the top of the plan. So yeah, um, look, that's that your was, belief on bread and yeasty objects. That was a time I was very insecure about my own weight. So I cut everything from my diet, to be honest, including bread. But anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, no more no more triggers. <laughs> let's go with, um, I think, coffee. No, mate, what are you playing at? Like here? it's it's nice, but like again, it's not like it doesn't keep me there. It's just like, oh yeah, that's pleasant and then I don't wanna like you know, put my face into it and stay there. Do you know what I mean? That's I didn't mate, we're not ranking the duration of these smells. No it's how nice they yeah, are but it even if it's for a split second. Yeah, but I mean it doesn't keep me there. It doesn't make me want to stick around and keep smelling it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so that's seven. Uh, let's go six. The cookies and cake. Mate, what is going on? Cookies and cake is what nice. Is cookies and the cake. Opposite day. Cookies and cake is nice again, but it's like you you get these smells always. I like I like the real the rare sort of smells that you don't often get, and it's fucking just a absolute pleasure when they come around. So for that reason, yeah, cookies and cake there. Disappointing. This is just a big disappointing segment. Every time I do this with you, I'm disappointed. Yeah, that's why we get a lot. No expectations, yeah. Um, all right, number five. I'm gonna go the vapor rub changing room. Is is a good smell. Do rate it. Can can linger though and can't like many times when I've played footy and I've 
why well, I fucking get rubbed every single training and some I'm not even injured to be fair I just want to get like a, a racehorse yeah like a racehorse I just want to get massage but I find that times it often like sticks to your clothes and then your fucking footy shorts and stuff stink afterwards with it so it's a hard yeah. smell to eradicate so that's why it's uh <laughs> it's not as high you know what I did recently I, I was feeling a bit congested in the old nostrils and I had a workout shirt on I'm sat doing my work I don't know why I was in a workout shirt but I was working at home and I've put a bunch of vapor rub on my shirt <laughs> and I've washed the shirt about three or four times still it just looks like I've fucking been sick on myself <laughs> go out walking the dog and be like oh what's happened there that bloke all right yeah nah like yeah that's a big thing for me not not being able to get rid of the smell like and that's yeah. that's again back to bonfire like oh but yeah, I'm getting angry. I'm getting upset talking about it. So I'm going to move on and, quickly. Yeah, no, no, move on quickly from Bonfire. But going back to Vaporub, yeah. um, the only other downside is the smell can get mixed up afterwards. Like I said, it lingers. Yeah. And afterwards, change rooms are a bit of a sweaty, smelly place. And sometimes you've got that Vaporub mixed in with that yeah, like, true. hot, steamy sweat. True. And it kind of turns a positive into a negative. So no, I agree yeah. with you there. And like the, but carry on, carry yeah. on. This is your ranking, not nah, mine. Cool, thanks, man. All right, so number four, I'm gonna go with the Lynx Africa. Oh, now the Lynx Africa. <laughs> what an elite smell! It's not that even. It's like it smells good. It's just that it's like a fucking staple of my teenage life. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's just nostalgic. Every time I smell someone and. Well, every time I smell Lynx Africa, I'm just like, that's that has to be a teenager. And I turn around and it is. It's someone from high school just walking about. <laughs> what, what do you think was the reason they named it Africa? Oh, yeah, I actually don't have any idea. I remember they had lots of funky names for their like, Lynx. There was like a Lynx chocolate one. Yeah, um, yeah I remember f- the ad for that. Yeah, that it's funny. like a few weird flavors going on there. But yeah, quintessential... High school deodorant, the old link. So that's you sprayed that. You thought the girls are on to me today, or boys, if you if you're that way inclined. Girls you... and boys, mate. I didn't I didn't mind. It was just yeah. Get, <laughs> you knew you were gonna get some sniffs that day. Get the links on, and we're vibing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was four. Number three. I'm gonna go rain on a hot day. Ooh, That's a big yeah, one. I, I love the smell of rain when it's hot. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know scientifically how it happens, but just that aroma that gets created when that happens, it's, uh, yeah. And it's, it's not- very summery, in it? It's it a is. a summer vibe, that one. And again, it's not like an often, it's not a smell that you, you smell often. So when it happens, it's like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is beautiful. And it the is, ground has to have been hot. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't have that same like vibe to it. And I love summer. I love warm weather. So, like when you get that smell, it's almost like a signal. It's like ah, oh, it's here. The the warm weather's here. So yeah. yeah, good on you, mate. A positive trigger. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's why it's number three. So uh, what you got? Let's just recap. What you got left? You've got. Got petrol. Petrol and clothes and out clothes the dryer. Fresh out the dryer. Wow, I didn't expect them to be top now, of the tree. <laughs> To be fair, my second one is petrol, and that's only because Ooh. I probably shouldn't put it as number one. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and concern, no, it's not good for and you. concern people. Yeah, but oh, yeah, it. 
I probably shouldn't talk too much about it and and show my passion towards it, but <laughs> it's a nice smell in it. Yeah, it is. I really like it too. So I'm glad you can attest to that as well. Um, and it, what is it about it? Why is it so like? Because it's so bad for you. Yeah, I know. And just to let people know, I don't go out of my way to smell it. <laughs> But when I'm filling up my car, I'll have a cheeky extra breathing. You indulge, yeah, yeah you than, indulge. than usual, yeah. It's it's like you, a, it's a little cheat day, isn't it? Gone to fill yeah. up your car. <laughs> you know when the the like thing stops your car, like it's like it's full. The stopper, and you just like just ignore it for a second. Just stand there, pretend like you're still squeezing that trigger. Squeeze it, and you know where you're like meant to shake it so no residue comes out. Sometimes I just sometimes just pull it out, and you know, spill a bit of myself. Go, oops, (laughs) (laughs) oopsie. And you got vapor rub (laughs) stain. Oh god! But yeah, that leaves me with cloves out the dryer. Number one, cloves out the dryer. Man. It is. It's nice, isn't it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you've used a good fabric softener on your washing, oh. it just oh, it amplifies that smell. Oh. It's top drawer. Rose Cherry, Cuddly, I think the brand Ooh. is. I think it's Rose Cherry or Rose something. Oh. Could we get a sponsor here? Could we get a sponsor out of this? Oh, mate. If, Probably if not. If Cuddly sponsored us for that and I got free... Ro- I, I wouldn't need petrol, mate. The Cuddly would fucking kill me. <laughs> So, a dream day out for you. You've slapped on some clothes fresh out of the dryer. You've put a bit of vapor rub on them and you've watched your horse slap it on itself. And then you've headed to the petrol station for a good fill up of your car and a cheeky whiff. That's me, mate. And we are not going anywhere near bonfires with that. And you've gone home just to get a well, not get rid of the petrol smoke because you enjoy it, but slapped a layer of Lynx Africa on. That's it. That, and you've gone out to the Rami. That is perfect. That is perfect to to avoid people being suspicious of your, your petrol sniffing obsession is just to spray some Lynx Africa and you're fresh and good to go. <laughs> it looks so dodgy, doesn't it? It's like, you know when smokers like have a can of deodorant in their car to cover up the scent? That's <laughs> you with... <laughs> Go to the petrol station, slamming legs Africa on yourself afterwards. We've all got our vices, mate, and I've got several of them, apparently. So. Fair play, mate. No, it's good. I like that list. That was good fun. Um, so catch us next time for Isaac Rankins, which will be in a fortnight now, apparently. We've gone to a, a bi-weekly schedule. What do you mean, apparently? You're the one who brought that up. And apparently, I've never been on live television before. Because I'm a kid, and apparently every time, apparently Grandpa just gives me a remote after we watch the Powerball. Apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that, but yeah, that's that's the end of an, of another pod, another ep- episode seven. Um, stay tuned for next week, episode eight. Please. Sponsored by Cuddly. Sponsored by Cuddly. Um, keep coming with the. Uh, with the feedback and DMs, they're all very much appreciated. Um, yeah. Mailbag Alex- was quiet this week, fellas and ladies. So, um, yeah, drop us a line. Yeah, drop us a line and, and please uh, encourage us to do a better rankings topic and a better trivia topic because we're starting to run out of ideas, clearly. Yeah. Well, that was a good one, though. That ended up, ended up good. Triggering for you, but good. <laughs> Anything um, anything you want to leave the listeners with, Alex? 
No, let us know if you see any horses slapping vapor rub or muscle rub on themselves. Um, just so I know, I'm not the only one that's seen that. <laughs> Bye, folks. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. <laughs>